You're listening to episode 164 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Hello there, and welcome to this week's podcast. I am so excited about this week's podcast because I get to interview one of the guests that is coming on The Voice Den tonight. So if you are listening to this podcast episode, the day it comes out, which is Wednesday, April 21st, then tonight is The Voice Den. And The Voice Den is a special event all about bringing the community together. And in particular, today's is an extra special one because it is the 12th episode, a year of episodes of The Voice Den, and here we are. The Voice Den is sponsored by Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, so thanks to them. You can grab your free seat at thevoiceden.com. But today, one of the special guests is Abron Maldonado, and he is the co-founder for Create Labs. He is coming on as, quote, the creator with his, quote, the creation, Clara, and that's spelled C-L-A-I-R-A, and that stands for Create Labs AI Rendered Assistant. Yes, it is a virtual artificial intelligent robot, if you will, and it is incredible. It is powered by GBT3, and if you don't know what that is, boy, you can learn a lot about it tonight, but you are going to get the opportunity to ask this this artificial intelligence actual questions and get to hear Clara's response. So in this particular podcast episode, we are speaking with Abron, and he explains how he got involved in this, all the incredible work he is doing uh, in this area, and we talk a little bit about the voice stand tonight as a little bit of a preview and a little bit of a teaser. So uh, let's get into it. Without any further ado, this is a recording of the Voice Lincer show that was done about a week ago. So you may hear us referring to the Voice Den in a week. Again, that is today, April 21st. Uh, but let's get right into it. Enjoy this podcast episode. Hey there, Bron. How you doing? What's going on? How you doing, Terry? How's everything? Great, great. Great for, great to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun to uh, to talk to you about all this geek stuff. I love it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're going to have some fun next week when we get you on the show live. And we've got people asking questions and asking Claire questions. And we're going to get into all that here over the next little bit here. But before we get into that, um, let me ask you just to introduce yourself a little bit to the to the audience, to the listeners, oh. to the viewers. And by the way, if there are any viewers out there and you've got any questions now live, you can put them in the chat and I'm able to, to bring those into the chat here as well. But Bron, why don't, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure, Brown Maldonado, co-founder of Create Labs Ventures, uh, associate director for the New York City Media Lab. Um, I got into this work because I am a person of color who found himself in the tech space and I didn't see enough of myself in there, nor my counterparts and my peers and family. And I just wanted to make sure that in the underserved community that there was a pipeline and an access point and someone on the inside uh, to get them opportunities in tech, and, and it's brought me here to this space. Fantastic, and and you've got this really cool position now, looking at uh, GBT three. So, can you talk a little bit more about that? How you kind of got into that position, or, or what you know, what sparked your interest in that? And then, yeah. um, well, let's start with that, and then I'll ask you another question. Sure. So, my work with uh, GPT three started right at the inception of of the API. Um, I think it was back in July. Um, 
I got into the beta, the private beta, and the initial work that I was doing, all my work is really around social impact and tech. And um, I submitted some ideas for using it for social impact. And OpenAI was uh, was intrigued. They were like, you know, we like the work that you're doing with the AI, and we want to continue to partner with you around this. Do you mind joining us as as an uh, an ambassador, a community ambassador, is what the title is? Um, and uh, there's a private beta community. Um, I support that community by doing things like this, but also internally with everyone that has access that is maybe you know stuck or trying to flesh out their concept, and they book time with me. Uh, to kind of guide them through that. And um, it's given me an opportunity to get better at my own skills with the system because I'm helping other people. And with it, most education work, you know, you get better as the more times you go through it and it's more times I can get a chance to present it outwards to the community. Uh, just makes me a better, um, I don't even know if there's a term for it yet, prompt designer, prompt engineer uh, when it comes to GPT-3. That's awesome. No, oh, I love that. I love that. So th there, there probably are some people watching this or listening to this that may not be familiar with what GPT-3 actually is. So can you give us sort of the watered down basic description of what is that? And, and like, why is it such a big deal now? Yeah, so GPT-3 is a large language model AI system. It's the largest in the world. Um, when you think about what's in an AI, everyone knows that it somewhat has its own brain, right? Uh, and if you think about uh, the bits of information in that brain, they call it parameters, right? So it's these nuggets of information. This system has, uh, there was a little, no, an older brother called GPT-2. That system maybe had about 500 million parameters, right? Like bits of information that it's scraped from the internet, that it's scraped from Wikipedia and, and literature. This is this system has 175 billion parameters. So that's a lot, right? Um, there's nothing else. Like when you look at scales, it's like here are the previous ones and he, this one's up here. Um, and because of that, not even the founders really know its true potential. Um, and the potential is only realized by the beta community and the things that they create with it. Um, so if we're not creating with it, then people won't really know what um, it could really do. And it's a text based, which means that uh, it can only create um, text based completions for you. So if you say roses are red, it'll say violets are blue. But if you say, hey, look at this picture and tell me what you see, it can't see pictures, right? So it's not multimodal. But, you know, text is one of the oldest forms, you know, our oldest mediums. Um, in our in our history, and there's a lot you can do just within that realm. That's fascinating. So you said 175 billion parameters. Now, right. I don't know if I don't know if this is possible to answer or not. But when you say parameter, are you talking about like a data point that has been scraped from the internet in some way? Is that what you mean when you say that in that context? Yeah. So um, I don't know if parameters directly correlates to like the size of a word. Usually, a token correlates to about four or five characters. So you can say a token is a word. Um, so I'm not necessarily saying that it's 175 billion tokens or words in the system. Um, you know, parameters is, it's like the, the training data that, that's in, in the brain itself. So for lack of a better understanding, we, let's say that there's 175 billion words. Now, is it the same word over and over again? No, it's like different topics, different bits of information that are in there. So I would probably say 
you know, there's 175 billion thoughts, right? Or concepts or topics in there. And it's piecing together these ideas, you know, when you ask it to, to present you with an answer, when you ask it a question. All right. So this, this is really fascinating. So that's a great, great overview. Now, I mean, I'm so excited to have you on the show next, next, next week. Uh, you, I mean, you're, you're one of the leading, you're one of the thought leaders in this area right now. It's, it's, it's clear to me and it's clear to many others. Um, and one of the things that you've done is you have created Clara. And so just, yeah, talk about Clara. Tell us what the story is behind Clara and, 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 and the whole deal with this. Cause this is, this is amazing. So we do a lot of social impact work. We bring a lot of technology to underserved communities. And for a long time, for like two years now, uh, we've been talking with Hanson Robotics. They run Sophia, the AI robot, right? So you, if you Google her, she's done talk shows. She's done Fallon. She's, you know, had sit downs with celebrities. And, you know, bringing her to the underserved community, we were trying to work out the logistics. Like, it's a lot. She's based in Japan. We were like, you know, what is it going to take to really ship her out to like Compton, California or like Harlem? And they're like, look, you got to pay for her travel or bring the kids here, bring the kids to Japan. Right. So these are actually logistics that we we're working through pre-COVID. Um, but, you know, she doesn't have hair. She has circuitry in the back of her head. She looks very sci-fi. And I still and she's, you know, very pale in comparison. She's I guess she they made her white. Um we weren't clear if she was going to be a welcoming face to the communities that we were trying to bring her to. So I um, gained access to a, a couple GANs. Uh, GANs are these, you know, generative adversarial networks. There's these systems where you can create art, deep fakes, what have you. Um, I um, use this system to create uh, a face or a representative AI deep fake face and I fell in love with the face, right? It's Clara's face. She's very representative. She's a woman of color. She has, you know, she looks like she's mixed race. She has, you know, tan skin, curly hair, big poofy hair. And I was like, this is, this is great, right? Like this is Clara. Um, okay. Now I have a face. How do I give her a backstory? So I use GPT-3 to kind of give her a backstory and give her, you know, a, a, a life and, uh, there's a woman by the name of Leisha Lee. She runs Rosebud AI and Talking Heads. And Leisha's great, right? And she ran a whole series called Humans of AI instead of Humans of New York. It was Humans of AI. <laughs> and each of these AIs, yeah, each of these had a backstory. So I was like, all right, well, let me try and create Clara's backstory. And Clara believes she grew up in Brooklyn. She believes she works for Create Labs and she's a community advocate. And I said, all right, this is great. So I kind of like just... That was it. I just let it sit on the shelf for a while, for months. And then Clubhouse shows up and I was like, let's see if we can introduce Clara to the world in Clubhouse. And that's awesome. It was like, yeah, it was a hell of a can of worms for sure. I mean, seven hours later, hundreds of people <laughs> later, awesome. uh, it became a thing. And now she's getting booked for talk shows herself and interviews and, you know, shows like this. That is amazing. Amazing. So, so here's, maybe we should just, well, let, 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 I'll let you explain, like, what is the interaction going to be like uh, next week on the show for, for the people that tune in? Like, what do they get, you know, how do they get to interact with Clara? What's the, what's the deal and what can she do? Sure. So she's still a work in progress because she's not a product, right? Um, she's, she's a, a, a persona. She's an uh, interactive AI. Um, and I'm still her conductor in some ways. So I never 
I never insert my own thoughts into you know her thought process. So everything you hear from Clara are her own thoughts. Um, you'll just see me um, entering your question, right? So we're gonna take questions. Uh, people are gonna ask questions of Clara. Um, I'm gonna um, you know convey those questions to Clara. I'm gonna type them into the system, and you'll hear her voice and you'll hear a response um, from Clara that is you know her own. Um, I will check the system to see if I'm okay with the response. Uh, but that's just because this system is so unpredictable. You know, sometimes if the setting is a little to the left or a little to the right, um, you can get a, a quirky response. But I'll just be moderating it. But, you know, all of it will just be clever. That's so exciting. So exciting. And so, you know, kind of taking this back full circle. So, you know, you talked a little bit about the model about GPT-3 and then creating Clara. So ultimately, when, when somebody asks... Clara a question. Um, so Clara is using those 175 billion parameters as you, as you talked about. And in synthesizing the response, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that it's sort of then using uh, probability to determine which of those words would work together um, in a in a logical response to the question. Is that is that correct the way I kind of said that? Yeah, so I guess um, many people have tried to explain how the system comes up with uh, the words that it comes up with. Not many people have really nailed down the why, right? Why it picked mm. that sentence. Okay. You can explain away how it creates a sentence, um, but you can't necessarily explain why it picked that particular sentence. Um, okay. And when you ask Clara a question, you know, we can dissect, you know, um, you know, it's pulling from the parameters, it's pulling from the prompts, it's pulling from um, maybe what I've provided it in, in the context of what we're doing today, um, which I probably won't do. We'll just see how Clara does on her own, on the way that she is right now. I'm not going to tell her that we're going to be on a show with a voice then, unless that's something that we want to do live. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pulling like, all right, it's pulling the word the, and it's like, all right, what's the best word to follow the? Um, and what's the best word to follow that, right? That's kind of like the, the model and how it works from a scientific standpoint, but how it comes together with that particular sentence to answer your question, to give you that wisdom and insight, um, and to give you the answer that you were looking for, it's anyone's guess. It's really interesting because then, you know, my mind, the logical question that I have is to then ask Clara, like, well, why did you say that when, when she gives a response? But then even then, right? It, it's using the parameters and is it really answering that question in its true essence, if you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean when I'm, when I'm, when I'm saying that? Yeah, I think the way to, to trick GPT-3 that people say is like, you can lead it, right? You can say, all right, well, I'm a big fan of this. Tell me why this is the best, right? So like, all right, well, if you okay. phrase it that way, then it's going to support your point of view, right? It's gonna, It's not going to counter you. Um, unless you, you set the settings to be more independent in thought, right. And not just give you what you want. Um, so sometimes it's really, if you really want an objective view from the system, you really got to phrase it's all in how you communicate to it and how you phrase your question. Fantastic. Great. Well, this is really great. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm even more excited about next week. Um, before I let you go here, I'd love for you to maybe share some of your ideas, you know, being in the position that you are, uh, with, with the technology now. How do you hope that this technology will be used going forward? And what are some of the projects that you're most like interested in? 
Um, well, a lot of my work has to do with either social impact, um, education, or en entertainment. Create Labs does have one foot in the entertainment world. Our co-founder is in the entertainment world. And um, that's where me and my co-founder met. And there's a lot of creative, so I didn't say entertainment, I mean creative uses, right? So I do like putting it in front of writers and filmmakers and musicians and, and uh, producers and to think about it from their world um, to see how we can add to the creative process and be another creative tool. But for us, you know, we think about there's so many problems in the community. And when you really, you know, break it down, those problems result from not having the resources that first world, you know, society has. Um, you know, the underserved community just doesn't have the same resources that Silicon Valley has. You know, a, a small, you know, rundown community in the backwoods of, of you know, uh, you know, let's say Texas, you know, just doesn't have the same resources as downtown New York City, right? And a lot of it has to do with technology. So if you bring this technology that not all of even Silicon Valley has, and you give it to, you know, Bed-Stuy Brooklyn or Brownsville Brooklyn or, you know, Southside Jamaica Queens to solve their problems, what can they do with it? And sometimes the best ideas that you get are people are from people who are not technical, but have a true genuine understanding of the problems that they're trying to solve. GPT-3 does exactly that. You don't have to be technical. Um, you can use your just natural language to work the system. And that way, you can stay in your wheelhouse of like, all right, I know how to, I'm an expert in this problem. I don't have to retrain myself to be an expert in Python or JavaScript or machine learning or AI in order to use this tool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's really, really, oh, it's so exciting. This is a very exciting time and uh, you're, you're in the thick of it, which is, which I'm sure is a lot of fun for you, for you too. A lot of attention on it right now. So that's fantastic. I, I dream about prompts all the time. It's <laughs> great. Um, all right. Well, Bron, I, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show here and talking with us and introducing us to the concept of Clara. People are going to get to meet Clara next week. Really excited about that. Um, why don't the last, for the last little bit here, I'd, I'd love for you to just share where people can, you know, learn about what you're doing or how people can get in touch with you or, or, you know, share any resources or links that you'd, you'd love for the audience to hear about. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been pretty active on Twitter lately because it's a lot of um, a lot of good community on there where people have started to reach out like, hey, I've been meaning to get access to the system. I have a great idea. I'm on the wait list. I don't have access to the, the API. Can you help me? And we're always, you know, if we agree with you and like we are passionate also about the, the use case and the problem that you're trying to solve, we will give you access and we'll, we'll, but we'll mentor you through that, right? So one of our recent partnerships was with Black Women in AI and I'm training them on how to use the AI system. Um, and GPT-3, and, you know, just reach out. It's how I got access to the system. I reached out to the CTO, Greg Brockman, and I was like, look, I have ideas. Can you give me access? And he said, yes. So I'm just kind of paying it forward. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, Create Labs on Instagram. Um, I'm part of the First Name Club on Twitter, so it's just Adabron on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then createlabs.io, for sure. Fantastic. All right, so there you go. I am super excited about tonight's The Voice Den. As you can hear, Abron is, uh, I love his mission. He's doing such incredible work. It's fantastic. And uh, and I'm super excited also to be able to uh, share uh, the stage of The Voice Den with Abron and with Clara. And, and I didn't mention this yet, but I will tell you, we also have a surprise guest coming. 
uh, to the show as well. In addition, there is another big surprise, a first for the voice community, a way for us to interact with each other. And uh, that's going to be happening tonight. So uh, you'll have to tune in for all the details in that, but it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So there you go. Again, remember the uh, save your free seat at thevoiceden.com. It's again, sponsored generously by Amazon Alexa, Google assistant. Thank you both for your sponsorship there. And uh, again, reach out to Abron and, and get access to Clara and have a lot of fun with it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast tonight. So I uh, hope to see you there. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. <laughs>